Friends, we've been in the middle of a Lenten uh, worship series that, that is based on Adam Hamilton's study called The Walk. Now this presents five essential uh, elements of the Christian life. And so we've already taken a look at worship and prayer and its role in our lives and the importance of that role in our lives. We've also taken a look at study. Last week we were going to look at how uh, how service is a part of our life, how serving others is important. We didn't get to have that one, but we think we will we'll, uh, come back and circle back to that. But today we're going to start with uh, the component that is all about generosity, that which is giving. What can we learn about giving? So I love this sermon series. We've been reading along with Adam Hamilton, and I think Adam's busy with a small church in Kansas this morning. He yes, wasn't right. able to join us. Right. But um, I love it because this series is so practical and concrete, and it lands my feet on the ground. And ask, like, what are the essential ways that we live out our faith on Sunday morning, right? How do we bridge that gap from Sunday morning to the other six and a half days of the week? And I think this week, giving and generosity is such a key part of that. Uh, one of the scriptures that I want to ground our conversation in this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew. And I always invite our... If you have uh, your Bible with you at home... Right, May this is a great place to bring them out and read together, uh, not only this morning, but throughout the week. And so if, if you have your Bible, or maybe you're going to read on the screen, we're going to be in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Now this is Jesus talking, and, and Jesus says, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal but rather store up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, as I was reading that this week, uh, I, I thought particularly I was caught by that first phrase, do not store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And I thought, you know, what does it mean to store up? Okay, so what are some synonyms for store up? Do not store up, do not stockpile, do not hoard, do not panic buy, if you will, treasures and troves of toilet paper on this earth, or enough meat to fit in your freezer so that you can eat for the next 18 months. Um, this is just the world that we have been living in this past week. I, I think if Cassie, if you or I had written the sermon just a week and a half ago, it, it would not be where it is today, so totally different. But I got to thinking about giving and generosity, and, and I wondered, you know, I think the opposite of giving is not taking. I think the opposite of giving is, is holding on to and hoarding. And, and what Jesus invites us into here is such a counter-cultural concept of the kingdom. Right? What we've seen in this time of crisis this last week and a half is how uh, uh, quickly we buy into the stockpiling and storing up on this earth, uh, whether it be toilet paper or, or meat to put in our freezer or, or canned goods, whatever it may be, right? And what Jesus invites us into is, is a kingdom economics based not in scarcity, but in abundance, which is so counterintuitive and upside down to, to what we buy into when we're just looking out for ourselves at the end of the day, right? Yeah, right. 
So it reminded me also of the uh, rich ruler that yeah. writes Ecclesiastes, yeah. and he recognizes the fact that even though he has everything he wants in the world, he's been able to build amazing uh, grain granaries where he stores up for for months uh, after a drought. He's been able to put together great halls for parties and, and have all the abundance of food that he wants, he begins to realize that even though he has been able to have all of those things, it has brought him no joy in his life. In fact, he calls it, it is like blowing in the wind. There is nothing that comes out of that, no pleasure at all. He finds no purpose in all of those things that he's stored up. It also reminded me, we've been in the study with Dave Ramsey, it's been one of our That's courses. Right. Yeah. And when Kelly and I took Dave Ramsey, he had this marvelous um, uh, illustration. He said, he said, it's, I'm going to give you that. All right. See, I'm hey, already it's giving a good you day. money, right? Okay, so he says, if we take our money and we hang on to it like this, right? It, it not only it, does it preserve the dollar that we're hanging on to, but it also doesn't allow us to have a mechanism to receive anymore. Can you put that dollar in there? No, See? It's, no you gotta type not this at thing. all. But here's the amazing thing. When we are generous with it, we may lose that one dollar, but we also can receive other gifts mm. and blessings with that. And so for me, that is exactly what Jesus is talking about here, about our heart yeah. blessings and how that makes a difference. So is it, if, if it's not about what we can buy, that we cannot buy the good life, that we cannot buy these promises in our lives, if we cannot store up things that will even head off some kind of pandemic and keep us safe from that, I wonder what it is that keeps us filled with joy and purpose during these times. Yeah. So think about Jesus. He says, you know, don't stir up for yourself. Don't pour, stockpile, don't panic buy treasures on this earth, but rather store up or hoard or, or panic buy treasures in heaven. Right? right? Yeah. And, and I got to thinking this week, you know what? So what does that look like to store up treasures in heaven? What, what does it look like to amass things that, that we may not be able to physically uh, grab onto in the same way that we can grab onto the economics of toilet paper and, and frozen meat products, right? What does it look like to store up treasures in heaven? Mm -hmm. So what, what, uh, what I was reminded of is the scripture that says that we are made in the image of a generous mm -hmm. God, yeah. right? And if we are made in the image of a generous God, then generosity should become a rhythm of life, yeah. an absolute a, a mechanism in our life so that it is our natural response to things. It comes out before even our anxiety about a scenario. And I am reminded of one of the emails that you received at the beginning yeah. of the week, Ricky. Yeah, I, I, I tell you, uh, in the midst of all the craziness of this week, there have been so many points of hope that uh, honestly people in the church have, have so so Tuesday morning I wake up and first thing in my inbox at like 6 a.m. in the morning is an email from someone that says uh, Ricky I, you know we are really blessed to be in a, in a solid financial position and uh, we're well taken care of in this we recognize that that's not the case for a lot of folks who may be between paycheck um, 
Does the church have a fund where we're able to help provide some financial assistance that might be really feel the pinch of the economy during this crisis? If so, we'd like to make a gift above and beyond what we normally give to the church to help support others who might be in need this week. Right? It's, it's this upside-down economy of the kingdom that says it's in giving that we receive. It's, it's not hoarding up my financial resources so I'm looking out for myself in the worst-case scenario when the zombie apocalypse comes. Right? But it's saying I, I've got the ability out of the rich abundance with which God has blessed me to give that away to Right. Right. I, you know, Winston Churchill said this really amazing thing for me. He, uh, he said, giving is more than what, uh, I'm sorry, he says, we make our living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And so that speaks to this notion of we find our purpose, yeah. not only in our vocation, but also in the way we turn that vocation around and help others. And so I was thinking about the ways that each week we've been putting into practice these various essential elements in our Christian walk. And so I was thinking very concretely about the ways we can do that right now. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking about finding five acts of random kindness or five acts of generosity that we could do this week. And so one of them that came to mind for me was that, you know, you sit next to that person at church, and on Sunday you get the opportunity to just check in, say, hey, how was your week? And if they weren't there and they come back the following week, you say, hey, I missed you last week. That is one way that we can be in con and we can be concretely enacting our generosity of spirit. Can you think of others, Ricky? Yeah, and I can't tell you how many folks have, have reached out to the both of us in a text or a call and said, you know what, um, I'm in a pretty good spot, right? Like I may be younger and my health's in a pretty good place and I don't have folks that I'm living with that, that are more at risk health-wise in this. And so, you know, I'm in our community who might need groceries. Or, or might need some medicine picked up from the pharmacy. If you find folks, please let us know. We'd be happy to go run errands, pick up groceries or, or medicine at the pharmacy, or, or run those errands at folks who may not be able or are comfortable leaving their homes during this time to, to go and do that. Right, right. So part of uh, it, the same way you can tap into the prayer request through that prayer email, prayer at decatermethodist.org. If, if you are one that would need those uh, services or you are one that would like to be a part of participating in that, we invite you to let us know. Yeah. And we will, we've already got people in the wings waiting to do these uh, acts of kindness and it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. The other way I was thinking though, because you see so much on Facebook now about all the creative ways people are responding. Yeah. So I was thinking it would be really awesome if we would reach out to our first responders or to a department at the hospital that are still working, find out how many are in their group, and buy lunch for them. Yeah. And call one of our small businesses who can't host lunch in their own room now, in their own uh, restaurants, but they can still take out, they can still deliver. And so we can continue to help our economy. At the same time, we'll do something really nice for those people who are on the front lines during this. Yeah, I tell you, some of y'all know my sister is an ER nurse down in Dallas, yeah. and I just, I'm so proud of her and what she's doing. 
Uh, I got to help her and some of her friends move earlier this week, and, and we were chatting and shooting the breeze while we were moving couches and boxes and furniture around. So grateful for on the work and night shift is their managers have gone out of their way to, to go and support some of the small businesses and sometimes out of their own pockets are, are going to order, you know, what the lunch break is at two in the morning or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's totally off my schedule, but, you know, uh, helping support folks who are just giving their all during this time. I found myself at the grocery store the other day. I've been, I don't know if I should tell you my, all going to go now, but I've been grocery shopping at like eight o'clock at night because no one's there. And uh, it's not quite so chaotic, and, and it's a, a little more manageable. But uh, I was at the grocery store the other night, and I had my cart full of stuff to get food for the next week or so. And I was checking out, and I uh, said to the woman who was working the cashier at the counter, I said, gosh, thank you so much for being here tonight. I, I don't even know if you had an option about whether or not you got to work tonight or, or whether you're just required to pick up shifts at this point. But thank you for being here so that I can get groceries and and cook food and meals for myself this week. And and just the look in her eyes, right? I, I can only imagine how many frustrated and, and anxious and angry and mean customers that she's having to deal with on a daily basis, right? How do we extend intentional acts of generosity of speech to people in these days? There's so many ways that generosity takes on life, whether it's with our, our finances when we're able to give to support people who may be in between paychecks or the generosity of our time when we pick up the phone and call people who may be especially isolated during this time, or the generosity of our, our bodies when we're able to go out and pick up groceries and deliver uh, pharmaceuticals and medicines to folks who may not be able to go out and do it on their own, or just a kind word to folks. You know, in this time where anxiety is just uh, rampant, a kind and generous word does wonders for people. So these are just some of the ideas. I know each of you are already thinking of wonderful ideas. Feel free to share with us. Yeah. Stop on our Facebook page and say, hey, this is one way that I figured out how to make a difference to share the generosity of spirit and heart this week, uh, maybe the generosity of, of your extra resources, yeah. and share that with us. Make that a part of our community. And the thing that works wonderful about that is that when our anxiety is high, it's sometimes putting our hands and feet to work that lowers our anxieties in the midst of all of this. Yeah. And so my hope is that we find new and exciting ways to store up treasures on this earth in acts of random kindness yeah. so that those treasures might be stored up for us eternally mm -hmm. as well. And here's one thing that I know will happen out of this, is that even as we find our own heart, I'm sure you will find the heart of God there as mm. well. Yeah. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for the amazing ways that people come together in these very trying times. The way they reach out into the community and they make your love and your face known to everyone that they touch whether it's through social media, a telephone call, or a drop-off package. We know that you are abundant and that you are with us. We give you thanks.